Hello, my name is Ben Buddy Slack, and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project is a charity that helps people face the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. I've been doing a podcast of songwriters where I ask them to share with us one of their songs, tell us a little bit about how they wrote it, share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new aspiring songwriters, and also to share with us a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. This episode features Banjo Jen, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Banjo Jen. Thanks for joining me, Jen. Hello, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, do, you always, do you get called Banjo Jen all the time or do you prefer to be called Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Jen today. Oh, <laughs> it came about actually from, um, it was a nickname like when I moved to Sheffield five years ago with a banjo on my back. There were so many Jens. I moved in with a Jen. I was lodging <laughs> with a Jen. She had a friend called Jen. Uh, so it was a way to differentiate. Everyone just called me Banjo Jen and it stuck. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it works well. It's a good uh, good distinctive stage name. <laughs> good. Uh, so if anyone's seen these uh, podcasts before, uh, I have we do three different sections. So first we're going to have one of my guest's songs. We're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote that. Section two, uh, Jen's going to share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new songwriters. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Jen in some way relating to bereavement. So um, section one, I'm going to hand you over to, to Jen to introduce the song and then uh, we'll, have, we'll hear that. So what song did you choose for us, Jen? All right, cheers. Um, so this one is called Queen of the Chilcoot Trail. Um, and I sent you a, yeah, a performance version of it just because I thought the laptop and banjo frequencies probably not the best idea. Um, yeah. Guitars might cope, but banjo technology. <laughs> so yeah, this is a Queen of the Chilcoot Trail. This next one is um, my little tribute to a female entrepreneur from the, the Gold Rush, the Klondike Gold Rush, called Belinda Mulrooney, who went up uh, into the wilds of the Yukon um, with all the grizzly old miners and um, made her fortune up there, really inspiring. This is my little tribute to her called Queen of the Chilcoot Trail. My name is Miss Moroni, you may take me as you find me I came to make my fortune and I'll leave you all behind me You can scoff, you can mock, you can say that I will fail But I'll see you all in hell if you survive the Chilcoot Trail Oh, the year is 1898 and this here is my tale I trekked up to these gold fields on that godforsaken trail Where strong men they were broken and into the ice they fell the Chilcoot Trail stole many souls and sent them straight to hell God, my name is Miss Moroni and I'm made of stronger stuff Yes, I crossed the sea from Ireland over waters harsh and rough And I joined this crazy gold rush, dragged a ton upon my back Yes, I may be just a woman, sir, but balls I do not lack Well, the Chilcoot Trail was just the start upon this hunt for gold And it made the same go crazy and it turned the young to old But we pushed on up to Dawson, Eldorado that's where the gold lay waiting for, at least that's what they thought But my name is Miss Moroni and I'm smarter than them all Yes, I'll let them dig for gold and I'll watch the weak ones fall I've seen it all before, sir, and I'll tell you what I've found I know where the money is and it isn't in the ground No, the money is in the people and the things that they will need While they drive themselves insane and dig for gold to feed their greed They'll need shelter, food, clothes, and here these things are to buy. So I'll sell them at ten times the price and I'll place them high and dry. Yes, my name is Miss Moroni. You may think that I sound cruel, but it's doggy dog up here. 
here and sir I am nobody's fool and if a man had said this well I bet you wouldn't care but a woman well how dare she well says screw you because I dare fortune and I'll leave you all behind me. Did you scoff? Did you mock? Did you say that I would fail? I'll see you all in hell. I'm the queen of the Chilcot Trail. Okay, great. So that was Queen of the Chilcot. Chil Chil Chilcut Trail. Queen it's of the Chilcut Trail. It's in the Yukon. <laughs> okay, great stuff. Uh, so yeah, great. What can you tell us about writing that one? Um, so that one uh, is obviously, it's, it's a character-based song. Um, and I quite like doing that with songwriting. So a lot of my songs are really personal, but I also like to put myself in another person's shoes and write as a character. Um, and that one, she is a real life woman who I just find amazingly inspiring because she um you know in 1898 or whatever she went up to the Yukon in those crazy conditions where you know all the grizzly old miners were uh, it was such a man's world and she went up there and she sold um you know food and built hotels and lost her fortune made it again like she was just this like amazing woman um so like ahead of her time kind of thing and uh so yeah it really i just i've always been inspired by her story and i just wanted to to write a song about it um and you know quite a few of my songs have that kind of slightly ballsy attitude um from a female point of view and i think she's just a great role model for other girls to hear about you know yeah yeah it's great I, I, I share that uh love of narrative these kind of you know great character songs uh telling the big story did you um so you're saying you've got a few of those kind of ones do you like the uh how did you come about the story was it like you was looking for stuff like that or was it just a story you heard and like um so i uh, i've always been a bit fascinated by the gold rush the yukon uh, the klondike gold rush and i was lucky enough to live in canada uh, a lot of years ago i did a sort of gap year after i did my teacher training and um I lived in Vancouver, but for, for the last part, I went traveling up into the Yukon by myself in March uh, when it's still winter and nobody visits. Uh, so I, I saw like the real Yukon and it was amazing. And I met all these crazy characters. Um, but I'd read up a lot about the history of it at the time. And it always sort of fascinated me. So I'd come across her in quite a few of the, the history books and it, it was kind of hard to piece together a lot of the information because you know there was sort of snippets everywhere but I got enough to build this little picture of what she'd done um, enough to have artistic license to make a song about it. Yeah <laughs> that's, part, that's part of the fun with those songs isn't it is it becomes kind of part of the the mythology of that character and uh, is there any other songs about it you know or is this the 
Have you heard anyone else do a song about her? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, she's probably a bit of an obscure character um, for people to know about, unless you're really into Klondike Gold, which is a little bit niche. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, good to have that niche area, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe there is, you know. Um, yeah. I, don't know. I, was I was thinking of, you know, ones like um, Stagger Lee and um, John Henry and those kind of songs that you know the kind of character those kind of stories that have been yeah. done in songs over the years and like the the you know, those narrative goes in different directions each time and yeah yeah yeah. maybe over in canada there's probably more likely um lots of tales of the gold rush because the the yukon itself does actually have a really good folk scene or it did when i went um there's a you know there's quite a big arts scene over there so yeah it wouldn't surprise me that she's she lives on in a few different People's versions songs. yeah yeah that's great yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun writing story songs, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I once saw a songwriter who said he, he didn't understand how anyone could write about someone else because all he knew about was him. And I get that, you know, because it's that age old advice, isn't it, about write about what you know and it, and it should be personal. But the fact that he couldn't comprehend writing about something else kind of struck me as a bit weird because I was like, well, you know, try it, like put yourself <laughs> in somebody else's shoes. Cause that's a really like good inspiration for a song is to like see something from a different point of view. Yeah, definitely. And I always think of it in terms of like, sometimes you're writing about someone else, but you're also writing about you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's what I've definitely done before. Like, I don't want to write a song that's from my perspective. So I put it as a character, but it's really, it's my experience just you yeah. know, like, <laughs> on a train or something. I'll put a train into it instead of something to make it sound distant. So I'll put it in a different country. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, great stuff, Jen. So uh, let's move on to section two, shall we? So this is where I ask my guests for a songwriting tip that might be useful for new songwriters. Um, so what tip would you uh, would you share with us, Jen? Um, I was thinking about this. It's such an interesting question, isn't it? Because there's so many, and I'm sure you've had like loads if this is episode 20-something. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's lots of practical tips. But I, I think I, I was thinking about it, and what I would say is don't just think of a song as the lyrics and the melody because that is what people get fixated on when they start writing songs it's like they spend so long stressing about getting the verses and the chorus right and the melody and the progression and obviously that's important that's like your bones of the song but the melody and the and the lyrics are still only part of the song and i think dynamics are really really important and so it's thinking about how you want that song to be delivered because there's no point having a song that just sits there on paper. The idea is it's going to be performed at some point, hopefully. And so you need to think about the dynamics of how it's performed. Um, and that might be something really simple, like um, do you start the first verse really slow, just with like a, a strum of the chord and you sing over the top really slow but then you kick in with the second verse with a beat or a strum and just that small thing can add a really dynamic element to it or do you want um you know like that song of mine that we played that's a really ballsy song because it's talking about a female who's like saying you know stuff you that i'm gonna do this and so you need some attitude behind it so i wanted it to be a very punchy sort of uh hitty kind of song and, and the way I sing it has that attitude whereas if I was singing about you know a love song where I'm heartbroken I wouldn't be kind of 
singing in that way it'd be softer it'd be more gentle so I think that's really important and I think listening to a wide range of stuff can help with that because even if you don't realize it I think subconsciously you absorb things from different genres and different styles of work so for example I was I was thinking about it and like the banjo is potentially quite a limiting instrument <laughs> one way to put it uh, and especially the way I play because I play a traditional frailing style which is a very specific rhythm so in some ways it's really confining um, but I like that challenge of writing songs within that and trying to get dynamics and variety in there even within those confines but when I think of what I also listen to I grew up listening to grunge you know like I loved Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Smashing Pumpkins now my banjo stuff is obviously not anything like that but I think that attitude sometimes you know because those sort of songs had that guts and that grit and that attitude and I bring that in whereas a lot of folk musicians don't do that so much it's a bit more gentle da, 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 you know um and maybe that's had an influence and i love disco anything funky solely with a big like beat behind it i love listening to that and again that's not anything to do with banjo or folk or country but i also use a lot of percussion in my songs and they're, they're very beat driven a lot of the time i've realized which again isn't such a folky trait so I think subconsciously, if you listen to loads of stuff, it sinks in and it shapes your style without you realizing it. So that would be my tip is to like, listen to a variety of stuff and think about what you like about those things, like the different dynamics. Do you like the way that person, uh, you know, goes really soft and vulnerable or do you like how they kind of like get in your face or, you know, use some of those, things that you like about other other things yeah that's really good advice um i think it's it's when i was younger it felt a lot more, a lot more like a thing of being like you were a certain kind of musician so you would only listen to you only meant to listen to that kind of music yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it doesn't make any sense at all does it but at the time it kind of felt like that was the thing um and then you're right that, that that's what makes music interesting isn't it? when you're pulling different influences from different areas so like you say it's kind of a banjo style but then you've got a kind of a some kind of a grunge influence on it as well and it's what that's what makes an artist unique i guess is it's pulling from all these different areas whatever has interested them um, i was going to ask you how do you we talking about the dynamics of the song and how you how you make that decision of how a song is going to go is it like you have the like so you have the story and then so you kind of use the you want that the queen of the slip slip chilcote trail chilcote trail i'll get it one day <laughs> um like you have the kind of the attitude of the narrative and then that informs the is that how it works with all the songs or is it like you you play them and you find where the dynamics work or is there a particular method you use or did they just settle in like i think they just settle in generally I, I don't know it's sort of sometimes they change a bit depending on how it's progressing as as the music's coming along and um, so i've certainly had some songs where i've thought it's going to be more one way and then as it develops it it morphs and it changes but generally i have a rough idea of whether it's going to be a more sort of gentle flowing song or whether it's going to be quite a punchy ballsy one um 
but yeah I suppose it's yeah it's defined by a couple of things the subject matter and the the music that I put to it and again that's like different people work in different ways don't they because it always fascinates me people who say they have the music first you know they, they create this whole music scape and then they decide what lyrics and I, that blows my mind because like I've done that very occasionally I've been noodling and something's come and you think oh I like this riff or I like this progression and, and you do start to think about what would work with it so I have done it to some extent but most times it's always the idea that comes to me first the lyric like a part of the lyrics or the idea and then I pick the banjo up and I start to put the music at the same time but it's very rare that like I create some kind of soundscape first and then think about lyrics yeah. like I, it fascinates me that people like they work in such different ways you know yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting stuff. <laughs> um, great stuff. So let's move into, into section three now. So this is where I ask my um, guests to share with us a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Um, so what I do for this section is I put a link to the song in the description of the video. So if you're watching this and you're not familiar with the song, I'll ask you to introduce it in a moment and then you can pause us here, go listen to the original and come back and we'll have a chat about it. So uh, what song did you, you choose for us, Jenna? Uh, so I picked um, Everybody's Talking by Harry Nilsson. Um, which I know uh, you were chatting to another songwriter who picked that song and uh, I think it, it may be quite a popular choice actually for people dealing with, uh, with grief and, and bereavement. Um, a, because it's a, it's a beautiful song uh, and uh, you know, I think probably a lot of people are familiar with it, but just that idea of, you know, I'm going where the sun keeps shining through the pouring rain. It's like got this beautiful idea of someone kind of finding peace and, and maybe going on to somewhere better that we don't understand. I just think it's a, it's got that really nice, gentle uh, sort of feeling about it that might soothe people, I think. Um, so I think it, it probably is a song that helps people. but. It, it had a very personal sort of connection for me. Um, I don't like there's there's times in your life where you meet these people. I don't know if you've experienced this, but uh, you know, like you have a chance meeting with somebody and it changes your life somehow. It has like a profound effect on you. And I think if you're lucky, that happens a few times in your life. And whether that's in a romantic way, because you meet the love of your life, whether it's a stranger that becomes a friend that you never thought you'd have, or I don't know, it could just be a work thing where you've met someone and then massive opportunities opened up that you didn't think of. And, you know, there's these like little chance encounters we have that, that really affect us. And, and I met a guy a few years ago, uh, and, and that sort of happened, it was just out of the blue, I met him at a folk festival and, um, and we had this connection and it was a strange thing, like nothing could happen. I was in a really nice long-term relationship at the time and uh, he was in a bit of a mess with his life and didn't know what he wanted. And so it was one of those really strange things where we just spoke, we just talked for two days. And uh, it really, changed something in me because at the time I was probably a little bit lost and didn't really know what direction I needed to go and at that point the music was only just coming into my life and I'd kind of started songwriting a little bit and I knew that I wanted to develop the music but 
I daren't sing in front of anyone at that time. And, you know, it was, it was a really kind of like early stages of, of something changing. And uh, anyway, so we went our separate ways and uh, something had clicked and he moved to Australia. I eventually moved to Sheffield, started playing more banjo, started performing. And, and it was the sort of catalyst for me of, of things really going in a different direction. And I found out last year uh, that he committed suicide in Australia. And it, it was a really weird one because we'd kind of kept in contact a little bit, but not, not really very much. It was just this kind of one meeting that it, it changed things so much for me. And then it was, it was gone, you know, and, and so then finding out that he was gone, like properly gone was, it's a really hard one to deal with because usually when you lose somebody you have mutual friends or you have uh, mutual family members do you know what i mean you grieve yeah. sort of with other people but i didn't know any of his friends i didn't i didn't know anybody else connected with him particularly so it was um i, I sort of knew his brother a little bit but it was a really strange one to deal with because I was sort of grieving someone who I didn't really know and yet that had this massive impact on my life and it, yeah it was just really really strange but he'd posted everybody's talking the night before he passed away mm -hmm. and I think it was his little he hardly ever posted on social media but he posted that song that night and I think it was his little note to say I'm going where the sun keeps shining like I'm going to be at peace like this is this is where I need to go um so obviously now whenever i hear that song it, it has a you know a massive connection to him and he also loved the theme from the film you know because it's from midnight cowboy and he loved the john barry theme tune so last year to help me sort of deal with the loss i, I wrote him a song and i used everybody's talking as the basis uh, and it was something i'd never really done before like take take another song to morph into an original song if that makes sense so it wasn't like a cover it was like taking the idea and the lyrics from that song and making it into something different so I kind of took a bit of the John Barry theme tune and then I took the lyrics from that song and I made a song called Goodnight Cowboy for him and I sing it at gigs and sort of explain a little bit about the story and uh, in January, I played it uh, at a really beautiful gig in Sheffield. It was like a little songwriter's night that Lynn Robertson had organised, a promoter in Sheffield. And it, you know, it was one of those where you talk about your songs a lot and then sing them. So I'd sort of told the story and been quite vulnerable and open about everything. And a lady came up at the end and sort of, we were both crying, you know, like when you're having the conversation, she was sort of saying, it just affected me so much hearing you sing that like it, it made me think about people I'd had a connection a special connection with and then gone our separate ways or the the passed on or whatever and and we were sort of having this real moment these two strangers where this song had kind of brought us together and it was really special and uh, and I went home that night quite emotional but then the next day I got an email from her 
and uh, she must have found my contact online and she said I really hope you don't mind me messaging you today but you'll never believe this she said this morning I always set my radio alarm clock on a Saturday I think she had like a exercise class or art class or something and she said the song that woke her up that morning was everybody's talking mm. after we'd had like this like connection the night before and I'm not a very spiritual person at all you know I'm an atheist and I'm not I'm not overly spiritual but just little signs like that I just I love them do you know what I mean yeah, it just yeah. makes you feel like there's these weird little connections in the world and um yeah so it's uh it's yeah just really special um, yeah yeah that's a lovely story Jen do you know like songs can connect people so much yeah definitely yeah that's a really lovely story Jen thanks for sharing it with us um is your is the Midnight Cowboy song available somewhere where people can listen to it um it's not the only place there is a a little record like a phone recording of it from a Greystones gig um and that's on my Facebook page so yeah there is a bit of a bad quality sort of phone recording it's actually it's not that bad to say it's a phone recording um it's not something I would put out you know as, as any kind of finished thing and um, hopefully I will record it at some point properly um but yeah on my Facebook page there is a, a little clip of it um at the Greystones yeah stuff so we can check it out um yeah i think it's really powerfully um like obviously the story people not not realizing how much of an effect they have on other people something i've thought about a lot before and something that something comes up something about with one song um and those like say those really small interactions are like it might just be a chance meeting with someone and it has such a big impact on someone's life and then the other person might not realize how yeah. positive an impact particularly with cases of suicide and things like that where people um yeah just yeah, can underestimate the such a great impact they can have on other people's lives absolutely um, but yeah i'm really pleased that you've uh, honored it in a song and uh, and that's helping other people as well deal with similar situations yeah 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 great stuff well uh, thanks a lot for joining me jen i really appreciate your time oh thanks for having me it's been really good yeah it's really good fun and uh, yeah people can follow you on uh, all the social medias and things i'll tag your page in this cool um, thank you yeah and uh, yeah thanks everyone for watching i'll be back with another episode soon all right, cheers, thank you. Cheers, yeah. <laughs>